the Bible Study Podcast, episode 742. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of Hosea with chapter 14. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. This is your host, Chris Christensen. And I said we continue the study. We actually wrap up the study of Hosea today with chapter 14. I want to give you a little peek here before we get started on what's going on next. Uh, The week after this, I'm going to take a week off because this will be coming out December 23rd, 2021. And I don't normally take a week off from this podcast. I do from my other travel podcast, Amateur Traveler. I take about four weeks off a year. I just need to take a break here and it's coming right between this one and where we're going next. We are going to jump into the book of Joel and continue on some of the study of the minor prophets, but I am debating with myself, but doing a short topical study first. And it just depends whether I win or lose that debate, what happens there. But if you tune back in the week after Christmas, you will know. With that, let's get started. Hosea chapter 14. Repentance to bring blessing. Return, Israel, to the Lord your God. Your sins have been your downfall. Take words with you and return to the Lord. Say to him, forgive all our sins and receive us graciously, that we may offer the fruit of our lips. Assyria cannot save us. We will not mount war horses. We will never again say our gods to what our own hands have made. For in you the fatherless find compassion. I will heal their wayward and love them freely. For my anger has turned away from them. I will be like the dew to Israel. He will blossom like a lily. Like a cedar of Lebanon, he will send down his roots. His young shoots will grow. His splendor will be like an olive tree. His fragrance like a cedar of Lebanon. People will dwell again in his shade. They will flourish like the grain. They will blossom like the vine. Israel's fame will be like the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim, what more have to do with idols? I will answer him and care for him. I am like a flourishing juniper. Your fruitfulness comes from me. Who is wise? Let them realize these things. Who is discerning? Let them understand. The ways of the Lord are right. The righteous walk in them, but the rebellious stumble in them. This is the last word of God to the people of Israel through the prophet Hosea here. It's interesting that it ends with this more hopeful view of things, that if you repent, it's going to be like this, with sins forgiven and lots of these growing things metaphors in this particular chapter. I don't know if you noticed that, lots of cedars of Lebanon and the fragrances like the cedars of Lebanon. And it really reads in some ways, as you read the wine of Lebanon, like a tourism brochure for Lebanon. That's my other show where we talk about travel. And so God is trying to get across to the people that even though I've spent 13 chapters telling you that you're in the wrong and that destruction is coming, it's not too late. And I want you to get a little picture of what it would look like if you repent and the blessing that will come from repentance. So return Israel to the Lord your God. Your sins have been your downfall. Take word with you and return to the Lord. 
And so that's the whole cry of this entire book. Remember, right from the beginning with Hosea is told to take a a woman who is unfaithful and to marry her because the people have been unfaithful to God. The whole meaning of this book has been that return to God, return to God, say to him, forgive our sins and receive us graciously that we may offer the fruit of our lips. Take us back even though we don't deserve it. Forgive us because we've been in the wrong. Receive us graciously, which God is ready to do, that we may offer the fruit of our lips, that we may offer our praise to you, that we may offer our words of thanks, the fruit of our lips, the things that we say. In this scenario, if you picture out this future that Israel could have had, they say, Assyria cannot save us. We will not mount war horses. We will never again say our gods to what our own hands have made. For in you, the fatherless find compassion. So we're not going to put our hope in Assyria anymore. We're not going to put our hope in Egypt anymore. We're going to put our hope in you. And we're going to stop worshiping these idols to say our gods to things to what our own hands have made, which seems really foolish when you put it that way. But of course, that is foolish. And God is trying to point out to them that it is foolish, that they've been worshiping things that they created themselves. I will heal their waywardness and love them freely for my anger has turned away from them. So God is picturing this place where Israel can be and picturing that he is forgiving them, picturing them that he is loving them freely, picturing them that he is no longer angry with them. This is a possibility for Israel if they will just repent. They can live in this future instead of the one he's been talking about for 13 chapters. I'll be like the dew to Israel. He will blossom like a lily, like a cedar of Lebanon. He will send down his roots. Now picture this in contrast to the last chapter that was talking about wells drying up. And we were talking about living on that edge of desert where you're constantly in fear that the water is going to run out. And instead we get dew, we get water coming, we get blossoms, we get cedars of Lebanon that have, you know, these great big trees, which would be the biggest trees that the Israelites would know, the largest ones in the region, and the only place kind of around them that was forested. And this contrast here that it's going to be like that forested place that you've seen or you've heard of, instead of like that desert place to which you're heading, that life will be so abundant. His young shoots will grow. His splendor will be like an olive tree. His fragrance like a cedar of Lebanon. Think of how good this will be. Remember how much you like it when you're bringing in the harvest from those olive trees and they're they're full of fruit. Think of how good it will be. People will dwell again in his shade. They will flourish like the grain. They will blossom like the vine. Israel's fame will be like the wine of Lebanon. Now, of course, at this time, most of the people are agricultural based. Most of the people have to do with raising crops or or farming animals and things. And so that's why so many of these analogies of how life will be good is picturing, you know, good crops in the field, basically, because they can picture that. They can picture that when things are good, when there are good crops in the field and you're well fed, you're happy and you're content. And Think of that, he's saying. Think of when you will be content. Ephraim, what more have I to do with idols? I will answer him and care for him. I am like a flourishing juniper. Your fruitfulness comes from me. 
And that is what God is offering. In one hand is the destruction that is coming, and in the other hand is repentance and love and fruitfulness, that things will be good. And then basically this choice, it ends with it and starts with this choice, who is wise? Let them realize these things. Who is discerning? Let them understand. The ways of the Lord are right. The righteous walk in them, but the rebellious stumble in them. And basically Israel is with the prophet Hosea saying, what are you going to do now? And of course that question is a good question for all of us. It remains a good question. What are you going to do now? How are we going to choose to live given what we know? Are we going to walk in the Lord's ways in those ways that will lead to a life that is fruitful and filled with the love of God? Or are we going to turn our backs on them as the people of Israel here have done? With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast and this study of the book of Hosea. And tune in, not next week, but two weeks from now as we pick up another study. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Hello, I'm Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we are the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. What we believe is that addiction is not a surprise to God. That's right. We discuss addiction from a biblical worldview and how true freedom comes through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Absolute freedom from addiction. The secular worldview of once an addict, always an addict is just not true. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, subscribe to Life After Addiction at lifeaudio.com.